Dustin can read. Happy holidays, everyone. I hope you're enjoying the season and whatever holiday you celebrate this time of year. I wanted to give you a break from the bad things of the world and gift another story upon your ears. <laughs> the past two story specials were stories written by 12-year-old Dustin. This time, however, my present-day self would like to share with you an experience I had when I was a child. So, sit back and relax for my new, absolutely true story, A Christmas Memory. Every year since I can remember, we always spent Christmas Eve with my aunt, my uncle, and my cousins. Every other year, we would swap out whose household would host. We would go to Mass because we are a Catholic family, and then we would come home for dinner and presents and maybe a carol or two. I remember this being one of the few times of the year that I would see my cousins. I may have seen them other times, but these holiday memories really stand out to me. Nowadays, the tradition has evolved. Pandemic aside, we usually all gather at my mom's house. This includes some of my friends, and later on in the night, my brother's family stops by as well. We never refer to this tradition as Christmas Eve dinner. No, we call this night after what we serve every year. Ham and shrimp. Seriously, it's used in phrases like, Y'all coming over for ham and shrimp? Or, after mass, we're going back to my house for ham and shrimp. In recent years, I even went as far as to make a photo booth area with toys and old photos and a stuffed pig and a stuffed prawn for selfies. It's silly, but that's what keeps it unique and fun at Christmas time for us. One year, when I was about six or seven years old, we were home after visiting with my aunt's family. I do not remember if it was our year to host Ham and Shrimp or their year, but at this point we were home, getting settled for bed. It was after 10 p.m., and my teenage brother was out visiting his girlfriend. For some reason, my parents thought it was okay for him to go out on Christmas Eve. I could get into the sibling politics of it all, but that would defeat the purpose of the story. Moving on. I do remember my mother calling him at some point to see when he would be home. When are you going to be home? He always said he would, quote, I'll be home, home soon. soon. But I'm not convinced he ever really knew what that phrase meant as he was never home soon. Mom, Dad, and I changed into our PJs to settle in for the night. Mom desperately wanted my brother home and for us to both be in bed because she had to go to work in the morning. My mom was a nurse who worked on Christmas every year until I was a teenager. My parents never got to bed before 2 or 3 a.m., and my brother would always wake us up at 6 a.m. to open presents before Mom had to go into work. I still can't believe that my mom had to miss Christmas with her family every year. Mom often worked 12-hour shifts. My dad was not that big on supervising us either, and luckily Elf on the Shelf wasn't around yet to scare me into being better behaved. This was the 1980s, after all, when kids ran amok. So the three of us gathered in the living room to watch the news. 
This was back in the day before NORAD Santa Tracker was available online for anyone to check out at any time. No kids, we didn't have internet back then. It wasn't available in every house for at least another 10 to 12 years after this. We had the good old-fashioned local news. During the weather report, the weather person would throw a sleigh with reindeer onto their magnetic map of the country, just to show us where Santa was at the moment. I remember I was so excited to see St. Nick on the move. It made the experience even more magical for me. At this time, they put Santa on the board. He was in the Mid-South area. That's my area! Excitement, wonder, anticipation, joy all came over me. He's coming. He's not far. Better get to bed, one of my parents most likely said, because I remember turning to look at them with a big smile on my face. My mom sat on our couch that had this tweed-like fabric. Looking back, I honestly think it was softened burlap. My dad sat in his blue leather recliner in the corner of the room next to the window and the fireplace. He was never a fan of the holidays, but I like to think that his disdain is more of a macho guy thing because he always seemed more upbeat on Christmas morning when we opened presents. As I turned to look at my father, I saw something. In the window. What is that? I wondered. Just over my dad's shoulder, I could see a red ball of light bouncing around outside. The best description I can give this is a big, bright Christmas light bulb almost like a roadside flare that was being waved around outside the window. I squinted to understand what I was seeing. This all happened so quickly, I didn't have a chance to point it out before it did a loop-de-loop and darted out of sight. Did you see that? I assumed I said as I jumped up. My parents were lax in their response. Either that, or I just didn't wait on an answer before I darted through the kitchen, out the back door, and into the crisp December night. I live in the South, the Memphis, Tennessee area to be exact. I have never experienced a snowy white Christmas in my life. The closest we've come is some sleet or freezing rain, which is not at all the same thing. This particular Christmas Eve, there was a heavy frost on the ground, and the temperature was cold enough that the frozen grass crunched as you stepped on it. Upon running outside, I instinctively ran in the direction that the light had taken off in. We had a ranch-style suburban home with a modest backyard. Basically, there wasn't a lot of room to hide anything behind our house. I looked down at the ground and gasped. Was that what I thought it was? Were there sleigh tracks on the frosted ground? They led from the back porch all the way to the fence, where they just stopped. My eyes were wide. Did I just see... I turned to run back inside to tell my parents. My mother was actually coming out after me to see why I had dashed outside so suddenly. Just as I met her at the door, I noticed something set next to our grill on the patio. A red Christmas stocking. You know, the traditional looking kind with the furry white trim at the top? I walked over to it and picked it up. From the lumpiness, I could tell it was filled with a ton of candy. Any kid's dream. Every parent's nightmare, especially this late at night. There was also a greeting card simply labeled, To Dustin, From Me. Of course, I opened it up right away. With my mom over my shoulder, it read something like, Dear, Dear Dustin, Dustin, you were still awake when I came by. I will be back later tonight. Make sure you're in bed. Enjoy the candy. Merry Christmas. Love, Santa. 
I remember being so excited by this. I remember going back to school in January and showing kids the card. I remember bringing out the card every year after that until one day it was gone. It just disappeared. I couldn't find it anywhere in my belongings, not even stored with the Christmas decorations. Along with that, my parents' memory of this happening also faded. They don't recall this ever happening. Of course, when I tell the story, most people either don't believe me or they say, it was your brother or something else that had done it. It definitely was not my brother, who we had just confirmed was at his girlfriend's house minutes before. Also, the organization it would take to pull this stunt off without me catching on was just too much effort for my family to put in. I love them, but they're not creatively dedicated or organized to do something like this. Here's the thing. Because of this, and other reasons I won't go into now, I still believe in Santa Claus. It's not the same belief of a literal man at the North Pole sitting around eating cookies all year, just waiting for one night to come so he can do his job. It's also more than Santa having, quote, helpers like the mall Santas of the world. It's hard to explain, so let me get geeky with you for a moment. If you've ever watched the David Tennant Doctor Who, you'll understand what I'm about to describe. At one point, the Doctor had been defeated by his nemesis, the Master. The Doctor's companion, Martha Jones, had to travel the world to tell the Doctor's story so that everyone all over could basically, quote, believe in him, all together at the right time to bring him back to life, bring him back into existence. It kind of goes along with the saying, if a tree falls in the wood with no one around, does it make a sound? I believe it does. I think most people believe that the tree will go boom when it hits the ground. Does this belief make it real? It's possible. The Doctor Who story worked kind of like that. The energy behind the world's collected beliefs helped make something happen. In that sense, maybe with enough people, both adults and children, maybe such a great amount of belief and hope goes out every year that the energy it creates manifests into something that we call St. Nicholas. Maybe all that anxiety and worry and depression and hatred goes away for a long enough time for enough people every year that it allows for something glorious to happen. I think he can appear like the Coca-Cola Kris Kringle or maybe even as a kind-hearted stranger. I don't think he necessarily visits every child, but I think he visits every child who truly believes in him and needs him. It's not always toys that he brings either. Sometimes he just brings the faith that we need to get by every year. At six or seven years old with a loving family, I'm not sure why I needed it. Maybe my belief was wavering that year. Maybe the spirit of the season knew the struggles that I had coming up in my life and wanted to be sure to instill this beautiful memory in my heart. If that's the case, I'm forever grateful. It's kept hope alive for me. It's helped me believe that maybe one day, I'll have a family of my very own to create and share Christmas memories with. I hope you enjoyed this memory. I wanted to share the story of hope and belief because I know a lot of us could use it right now. 
I hope this helped you in some way, even if you don't celebrate Christmas. Thank you for joining me on this season of Dustin Can Read. And until next year, Dustin Can Read.